gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jumps. So, like, you guys been good? I mean, I don't really know what to say. Like, folks have been like, man, we need an Evening Jones uh, for the culture, some variety of that, and understand where people have come from. You know, it's been a long time, shouldn't have left you, all that stuff. But, like, like, what the fuck was I going to get on here and talk about? I ain't doing shit neither. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just around here. That's all I got. Uh, yeah. Last day in the chat, we were thinking about doing like an afternoon Jones, but like y'all are actually like doing work. And then, you know, the fucking DJs got involved. I thought I was worried that like, I get all here now. Y'all all be over there with D nice. Right. Anybody turn off the jams to uh come over here and kick it with us no nah, man it's been a lot but nah i mean i ain't gonna lie last week i just wasn't really feeling it like it, it took me i guess a few days to kind of get into a rhythm of whatever this was because i was just here all the time right not necessarily making the best decisions you know but just here like the only like real work from home that i can do is like a podcast that's it you know, like this was supposed to be the last week of high noon. Um, but yeah, like there is nothing for me to do at my house, but like do a podcast, do a podcast two times a week. What what, what else are you supposed to do? Right. And what I have come to find that is very interesting for a lot of you is now that you guys are working from home, you seem to be having to do a lot more like, actual work. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I can just sit around here and just like call the homies, see what they up to, right? And actually, I've seen, you know, a lot of people have had their different discussions about like work from home tricks and stuff like that. You know, I used to work from home a lot. Um, but like here the thing. When I worked from home, you know what I would do when I needed to kill time? I'd get in my car and I'd go to my friend's jobs. I used to go hang out with Shannon at his job all the time when I was in Raleigh. I ain't got no car. Y'all ain't at work. I, I, can't, I, I can't go be around y'all. Like, all my tricks, like, none of them are really effective um, in this time. I try to go out, take me, like, a, you know, good walk. Try to walk around, like get on the phone, talk to some people, stuff like that. You know, get out for about a, you know forty five minutes, hour, something like that. Stretch the legs, you know, uh, all that stuff, man. But it's been like freezing rain all day today around this part, right? Ain't been nothing to do. Just post up, just be at the crib. That's it. So yeah, like I'll I'll so much know how, but help nobody get through this. Like I know, oftentimes, you know, a lot of the content that we provided over the years is kind of like you know been here to get people through. Hey, uh, I feel like shit, man. What y'all gonna do to get me through? I don't know. <laughs> I ain't got no answers, just like anybody else. I got no answers. I'm doing okay though, like on my end at least. In case you were curious, um, and a large part of me doing okay on my end really is, man. I got some privileges, man. I got some space. I can get outside. Um, you know, I got a pretty comfortable situation. I live by myself. I ain't got nobody I'm stuck with that I don't want to be around. Um, you know, I guess there's a certain level of like loneliness that people have, but I'm kind of good with solitude. We got this technology, we got all this stuff, you know. 
Like, I, like I ain't so bad with that. Like, I'm not, I'm not like losing my grip of where reality is, um, or anything like that. Um, I'm gonna tell you this though. I ain't really like trying to go to work no time soon. And no, it's not a two story. Somebody making a mention of the staircase behind me. It's not really a second floor. Kind of hard to explain. Not really a second floor. Anyway, um, I've already forgotten what it was that I was saying. Oh, yeah, I really ain't trying to go to work no time soon, man. No Zuri Bob. I got to take a subway. You know what's on the subway? People. People that might got that. And I ain't really trying to get that. Like I told you, and I think it's going to like pick up a little bit of momentum, a little more steam as this goes. But when this was just kind of a thing that people had and you heard that it was scary, that was one thing. When you started finding out that famous people had contracted it, that was one thing. But now we're getting to people dying. And now we're getting to people like in their 30s and 40s. And we're hearing stories about them dying. By the way, dying would sound to be like pretty miserable deaths. Like, we're at that place now. Like, this feels like something more real than it did before. At least it does for me. You know? Like, like this is this is starting to come through to people in more tangible sorts of terms. And I think it's going to start reaching people a little more closely where I'm starting to get text messages from people who are like, all right, I've, you know, I'm trying the best way to put it, but like, there's been a death from this virus that is in their lives. Like, even if it's a degree of separation or two away, it's not just somebody that you read about in the news. Like, it's starting to affect people's lives um, in a different way now. And so once we get to that place where it gets there, I mean, maybe that's going to be the thing it takes to get people to, like, get a little bit more serious about this. Because, nah, man, I was out uh, the other day. Like, it was like 70 degrees here on Friday, and it was pretty warm the same way on Saturday, man. There's a whole lot of people that's just out here kicking it. And I'm like, dog, what are you doing? But at the same time, I don't live up under a whole bunch of people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, again, there's a privilege to space. There's a privilege to the idea that I don't have to share this with people. I don't need to go outside to get away from anybody in my house. And it's crucial, you know? So, like, on one level, there's, there's some judgment that I can't give people for them being outside because being inside means something different to me than it means to a lot of them, man. But, yo, this is for real, dog. This is for real. Like, I think people need to really... Here's the other part of it, too. Let's say it's not for real. Let's just throw this out there as a hypothetical. Let's say it's not for real. If it's not for real, and you treat it like it's for real, that outcome will be vastly superior than if it is for real, and you treat it like it's not. And I'm just saying, if I'm you, I'm playing the I'm playing on the it's real. That's all I'm saying. I'm playing on the it's real. Like, let me throw something out there for you that you maybe hadn't thought about. If you left your front door unlocked 
every day, every day, the likelihood is probably 90 something, high 90% that no one will steal your stuff. And here's why I say the probability of that is high 90%. Again, I've done a lot of working from home, right? A lot of you are now here and you are doing working from home. Have you ever been at home and somebody just gave your front door like a check, just turned the knob, just hoping maybe just maybe it's unlocked? Like, has that ever happened? Because I don't recall that happening in my life. Okay. Yet, yet and still, you lock your door every time you leave the crib. You do. Every single time. And in this case, the way to lock your door is to lock your door with you on the inside of it. It just don't go nowhere. Right? Like, you know, there's some going somewhere, a measure of it that you got to do. Right? You know, ain't nobody talking about just stay up in your house and not make no moves. But for real, man, don't go nowhere. Just don't like that's that's really that's the play we got right now. Now, there should probably be some other plays. Right. But the play we got right now, it don't go nowhere. Here's what's happening, though. Right. And this is a political observations. I want to be clear. I'm just talking about the world around me. Right. We got this issue with the money. And I want to say right fast, I'm a little bit I, I'm not sympathetic to toward the money but I ain't gonna pretend like I don't understand where the money coming from and if your job is to get this money your only job is to get this money and these people in this money class their job by and large is just to get this money and so they are gonna be like how in the world do we get this money people wasn't canceling nothing until they absolutely had to because they had to get this money, man. All their models are based around the idea that this money going to keep on coming in. Like when people are like, yo, there's some things that are more important than getting money. There are, but not to people who have dedicated their lives to getting money and have been rewarded for that very thing, right? And again, where we wind up with a little bit of a dilemma here is the rest of us get our money from the money. Like when the money ain't getting money, we ain't getting no money. The flip side of it, though, of course, is with all this happening, folks ain't really going to have the money to give to the money. Right? But this whole thing is powered by the money. Whether you like it or not, the whole thing is powered by the money. I understand why the money wants the money to keep on rolling. I really, really, really do. Right? It's a tough call, guys. <laughs> it's a tough call. It's just a little bit frightening that some people are like, yo, the money going to have to stop in order for some people not to die. And they like, well, I mean, people always die. But how you know they weren't going to die already? Like, that's what you're starting to see. That's what the argument is turning into. And the idea for people is they're trying to get this, these engines of commerce going. And that ain't going to be hard to sell to people about getting the engines of commerce going because the engines of commerce is what pays people. I saw a projection that said that uh, it is possible that in the second quarter, unemployment could be 30%. Like, those, that's Great Depression levels, higher than the Great Depression, actually. 
30% if that happens. If you tell, look, I'm not making the sale. I'm just telling you this right now. If you get out here and you tell the streets, hey, man, if y'all go back to work next week, we ain't going to have to have this 30% unemployment. It's going to be a whole lot of people trying to go back to work. Like, that's just what it's going to be. I mean, I ain't trying to go myself personally. I'm just telling you that this can get real tense around that. Because here's how the money feel about this, right? Exactly how the money feel about this. Imagine that, like, you were at your crib. And it's the winter. You always got the heat on at your crib. Right? But they tell you, if you turn the heater on, there is a non-insignificant chance that the whole building is going to catch on fire. You might be able to get out, right? But the whole building is going to catch on fire. Not everybody's going to be able to get out of this building. Okay. And so if somebody were to tell you that, you're probably like, yeah, man, I ain't going to turn on the heat. All right. I ain't going to run the heater. It's not what it's going to be. Got it. You know, we always get the heaters always going in here, but no, we ain't going to turn on the heater. Okay. That's what it's going to be. Then after a while, you've been sitting in out here all cold and you're like, damn. Yo, man, I, I got to turn this heat on, man. Like you call the super and be like, yo, it's still, you still telling me that if I turn on this heat, that the building might catch on fire? You're not saying it's going, you said the building, all right, but I might be okay, right? So like I can do this, we get some people out of the building, but then I'm going to come back and my building will still be here and it'll be warm inside. Like, man, yo, man, I, I'm just telling you, man, it's cold in here. I got to turn this heat on. They, they want to turn the money on like you want to turn the heat on. Like, that's how they looking at it. They were like, yo, man, we've been sitting here for like two weeks. Like, damn, man, somebody turned the money back on. Like, y'all don't feel that? Like, yo, we, can't, we just can't be sitting like this forever, man. Turn the money back on. And that's what they go try to do. They go try to hit the switch and just, like, turn the money back on. And I don't think it's going to work out that way because I think by the time we get to that point, this is going to have scared the hell out of enough people that that's not going to work. But they just trying to turn. They just trying to turn the money back on. That's it. That's what they want. Um, as I'm hearing the stories of these people catching, whoo boy, man, gotta be thinking about changing a whole lots of things about my life. Nah, man, I ain't trying to be around none of y'all. Not a damn one. All right, let's uh let's go to the first question. And it says here. We're pretty much heading for a complete lockdown, right? So let me ask you this question about complete lockdown, because I don't know what you mean necessarily by complete lockdown. I mean that with no shade. I'm just saying that this is, you know, like people talk about these things in varying degrees. I don't know what exactly complete lockdown is. If complete lockdown is only leaving your house when absolutely necessary. um, My question is how you ain't there already. Like, I can't speak for nobody else, but don't leave the house unless absolutely necessary. Homer, we've been there, at least over here. 
And maybe part of this, again, is like a function of living in New York in that once the subway became a terrible idea, what was I going to do? I can't walk but so many places. You know, like the Uber, that ain't a great idea if you're trying not to catch this. You know, like, I, what are y'all out here doing that isn't lockdown? I mean, I mean, I, I really wonder that. Like, if, if the thing that is like maybe not wild, but just of note in this whole thing is the measures that the government is enacting are entirely because we just can't keep our asses at home. Like, they having to treat us like kids. They having to tell us, don't go nowhere, right? And if you go, it ain't going to be open. Why are you not locking yourself down is what my question is for everybody. Because I'm, I'm, look, I made peace with that a while ago. Told y'all, man, I ain't put on draws in a week and a half. What for? Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Did Hove really outwrap Jay Electronica? So I listened to the Jay Electronica record. I like I missed it when Jay Electronica got hot. Like somehow I wasn't paying attention in 2009. Um, like when everybody was all over Exhibit C, I, I just wasn't there for whatever reason. Like I heard people talk about him. His name didn't sound like nobody I really wanted to listen to, but whatever. But I like I wasn't really there. And like Exhibit C is really dope. But I've never been a person that's just like clamoring, waiting on the Jay Electronica tape come out. I've just it's just never been me. I've never been there. So I listened to this uh, album that he put out and I don't really understand the idea of Jay-Z being uncredited on this record. Like, I don't I don't I don't get that at all. Like, it's Jay-Z. Like, we get it. Um, anyway, did Hove really outwrap Jay Electronica? By my math, he outwrapped Jay Electronica on every single song. Like, that's why I was so confused by this. I was like, all I'm really learning about this is how much better Jay-Z is than Jay Electronica. Also, whose idea was it to let Jay Electronica do all those beats? Like, I felt like his beats had some real good ideas, but there was nobody to be like, all right, like you want to put some drums there or something? Like, what am I missing, Jay? Like, this is just a break. You don't, you don't want it to bang? I, I thought you were from New Orleans. What are we talking about here? You know? And also, I mean, like you starting off with the Farrakhan. I mean, okay. It's 2020. And I guess it's unfair to say it's 2020 because he is a, like, Nation of Islam dude. So, like, you know, the year don't matter for him when it comes to Farrakhan. I'm just saying that I, myself, as somebody listening to Farrakhan, I mean, listening to rap, it's 2020. You still dropping Farrakhan stuff? Like, I feel like that J Electronica album would have been the bomb in like 1995. And it didn't feel like, like, like it felt like a, 19, like a 95 RZA type album. But the thing was, I, it didn't hit like a 95 album in any sort of like nostalgic way. Like, it just sounded like it came out in 1995. Like, literally. And that ain't, yeah, yeah I mean, yo, whatever you love, right? But I didn't. What my what my bag? Hove was ripping it though, like like the Muslim Jay Z. That's always interesting when that guy comes back out. I would love to see him talk that guy body shit around Beyonce and see what she got to say about that. She from Houston. Ain't nobody really trying to hear that. 
Like, I believe she may have been to the Shrine of the Black Madonna once or twice, but she wasn't in there looking to convert. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. A while ago, you ranked the most underrated inventions. The whole washer-dryer has to be on that list now, too, right? See, I don't feel like the washer-dryer is even on the list of underrated. I think we all know, like, what's cracking with the washer and dryer. Like, all you need to do, all you need is for your washer and or dryer to break, and all of a sudden, that becomes clear. Like, them underrated ones are ones that I feel like people just forget, like, somebody had to invent at some point, right? Like, these things that we just, like, supremely take for granted. And nobody ever, like, like, who was the first person to put wheels on a chair? You ever thought about that? Who was the first person to put wheels on a chair? Yeah. It's an important person. Like, he did that. Who was the first, like, I never thought about this till right now. When were sweats invented? Invented? Who invented sweatpants? Let's see what the brain has to say about the invention of sweatpants. Sweatpants were invented in the 1920s by Lacoste Sportif. That's right. Lacoste Sportif invented sweatpants. They don't get enough credit. See? See? Those kinds of things, right? The washer dryer is a little too obvious. Appreciate the question. Oh, somebody talking about the microwave. Like, I don't know who invented the microwave. Like, I just want to bring this up because this happened to me one time. I do not remember life without a microwave. But I do remember when we got the microwave. It's like 84, I want to say, maybe 85. So, like, I don't remember life without a microwave. But I remember when we got the microwave. Got it. So one year at Christmas, microwave quit. You know, it's not a big deal on Christmas Day, man. Ain't a whole lot that's being microwaved on Christmas, you know. So we get all that food cranked out. But, you know, after that, man, it's, it's, it's uh, what you call it? You know, leftovers. You know what time it is. And so I go in and I get my, you know, get my stuff out the, uh, going into the fridge. I think I had a plate. And I remember I just looked at my parents and they looked at me. And I looked at them and they looked at me and I was just like, so like what I'm supposed to do now? I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what the plan was. Here's what I did realize in the course of that leftovers back in the day, wasn't really like an individual activity. Like it, it wasn't really that easy just to like, I guess you could put the plate in the oven. Right. But Man, I used to date this girl. Her daddy used to make them like a microwave wouldn't work. The oven wouldn't work. You had to put the oil, like put the oil in the, and the stuff in the pots and like reheat that food. Like cook it again. I was like, damn, boy, you must really got them up in here reading the Bible, boy. All right, let's see here. Do you think HR people across America are ready to handle what's going to happen when people start seeing what their black co-workers look like after not going to the barber slash beauty shop for a month or two and inevitably start making comments? I mean, they can make, I mean, I guess that might happen, but I don't know what you think these white folks going to look like when they come back because they ain't been going to the barber beauty shop neither. Everybody going to be looking at a hot ass mess when they get back to work. 
Like, yo, like when this comes back, after we come off this hiatus we've been on, whoo, yeah, man. And it, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. It's, 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 that's all I can tell you is that it's going to be a lot. I don't. Let's keep it optimistic, baby. Let's keep it optimistic. Gotta say, guys, mediocre set of questions. I understand. Coronavirus is kind of dominant. Thoughts on the different spaces for IG Live DJ. Skills, Primo, D-Nice, Questlove. I didn't know the skills had done one. I checked out Primo and D-Nice. I went to a party where Questlove did that slow jam thing a few weeks ago, so I had a pretty decent idea of what his get down is. Uh, I thought D-Nice was dope. Um, like he traffics largely in a space that isn't my favorite, but I thought he was dope. I thought the one thing about D nice though, was that he was always spinning for whoever it was that popped into the room, but he wouldn't do it just cause it was the first time somebody had been in a room. Like he got so damn happy about Mary J. Blige showing up in the room like eight different times, but he was playing like the same four songs. Right. Like that was the thing about him. And to be fair, it wasn't meant for you to sit there and listen for like 10 hours or whatever it was. So he would get in there and you get a lot of repeats, you know, and stuff like that. Primo's room was interesting because Primo was knocking. Right. But like Primo was doing it for people who get too high to dance. And that that wasn't that wasn't the vibe that he had going there. But it was stuff that was just grimy and basement. And I loved it. I loved every single minute of it. Right. Like if you decide that just get up and dance all the time, then D nice is for you. Right. But, you know, you just want to stand around with a bunch of dudes and elbow each other like Bobby heads. That's what it is. That was cool. And I get that. Like, if we talk about a party party, I'd rather go to the D nice. But we not talk about a party party. We at our houses. I per- I myself have not reached the point of needing to of like imagine I'm not there. I, I, that's not in, I'm not there in my quarantine journey. So I didn't need to pretend I was doing anything else. I'm good sitting right here just watching TV It's whatever. Hmm. appreciate the question see what else we got here given he's young and new does the politician have any room to bounce back from this in a few decades you are talking about andrew gillum and uh ah yeah don't think so nah nah don't see it Hey, man, people are here talking about talk about it. What's there to talk about? Ain't nothing to talk about. You saw it. Here's the thing about, like, a scandal of something like this. This is key. And you know what? Honestly, maybe he can't overcome it. And I mean, this is important because a lot of other things have been going on in the world within a certain subset of people. This is blown up, but I don't know how much it's blown up with everybody else. Got it. What you need is to get to a point where that scandal is not the first and second thing that people think about when they think about you, right? Like, that's what it comes down to. Can we get to a point where this is not the first thing that people think about you? And if you can get to that place, then you'll be fine, right? Lay low a little bit. It ain't like he's working no job right now. Um, You know, he's kind of got to lay low. Like, maybe in that way, he has a chance at some level of reemergence. But I ask you to consider um, it was just one year ago, one year ago, 
that the lieutenant governor of Virginia was credibly accused of sexual assault. And he's still working that job. The governor of Virginia was caught taking blackface pictures. He's still working that job. Now, I don't know what next jobs these dudes can get. I don't have an answer for that. I'm just telling you, people be out here surviving. That's all I'm saying. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Hey, Bo, I have a job interview tomorrow. Got any advice? Don't shake hands. That's my advice. Even if this is wrapped up by May or June, do we not even think about getting in a pool for a year? Yeah, I don't really know when I'm going to be all right fucking with y'all again. I don't. When y'all going to be all right fucking with me again? I ain't taking it personally. Man, I had this thing happen the other day. I was in the elevator in my building, and I was going down. And um, I'm in the elevator. And this woman gets in. I can't remember if she's a white woman or an Asian woman, but she's a woman nonetheless. And she got in and she looked at me. And I was in the back of the elevator. She looked at me and went like all the way to the front of the elevator in the corner. And I was like, oh, it's ah, my bad, my bad. Social distancing. It's not for me to take personally. So then the elevator stops again. And now we got a third person in the elevator. Can we all maintain the six feet of distance with all of us in the elevator? And everybody was trying to figure out a way to do it, but like nobody was coordinating it. So we just all look mad confused, like just trying to like stay away from each other without even really knowing where each other was going or where there was for us to go. Like that's what it was. You'd be out here on the streets. You know, you come up on the same level as somebody. People be walking all the way around, man. These white folks cross the street when I started walking up. And I was like, nope, my bad. Social distancing. Because I was taking that shit personally, okay? Then I was like, social distancing. There we go. There we go. Appreciate the question. Somebody here say, I think our people are too used to their personal freedom for this to not spiral into a year long or more ordeal. I'm telling you, man. I mean, it's just things are going to happen that are going to hit people in a way that's going to make them understand what they got to do. Simple as that. It's going to happen. All right. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Is insider trading as bad as having funny money? Um, in the eyes of the people that matter on enforcing these things, the answers are pretty damn close. Now, nah, man, the, there are certain like tenants and auto code type stuff that the game requires. Inside of trading is a big one, right? Like there's a lot of business that has to be conducted that involves people having sensitive information. And those people can't buy stocks based on that information. Like that's the only way this system has any chance of halfway work. That's it. So, like, you get caught. I mean, they sent Martha Stewart to jail for that stuff. Like, you get caught inside of trading. It, it's it's going to be a thing. Believe that. 
All right. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Do you think this social distancing is going to create an uptick in quality self-made content or is it just going to be a bunch of garbage podcasts and memes? It is going to lead to an uptick in quantity of self-made content, but it is not going to lead to an uptick in overall quality. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be more good things that come up because people are going to be in positions to do more things, but there's going to be a lot more bullshit. You're just going to be lucky because the bullshit ain't going to go viral, right? Like, they're just going to send that to their friends. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was up. And then they're never going to send it to nobody else, and then it winds up dying. So it's going to feel like, wow, all this great stuff is out here, but there is going to be a lot of bullshit that comes up. Like, this is like doing my job. Let me tell you one thing, doing my job ruins Instagram. Because y'all have no idea what good content is. None whatsoever. And it's fine. You've never really had to think about it. You're not getting any legitimate feedback on your little Instagram stories. But y'all ain't got no idea what like good content is. But everybody wants to come out here and make content. Instagram is everybody's own personal TV channels, their own reality show, right? And so people want to put content out through that. They love to do it. Most of y'all ain't got no idea what good content is. Sad but true. Sad but true. And so, like, yeah, like, I almost hope that maybe if there'll be a positive that comes from this is that people going to have all this time and that's going to make them put up more and more and more posts on Instagram until everybody gets tired of Instagram, which I actually believe is making the world a worse place. I mean that. Uh, appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Can you tell the story again of either your girlfriend at the time loaning someone money and not being that much for a lot for then and you having to ask the dude what's up or the one about loaning a friend money and then them trying to get out of paying you back because they turned to God? I will tell story number two. Story number one is a very long one, but it didn't involve a girlfriend loaning some money to a dude and he was obviously not going to pay her back and I didn't like the dude. And so I was going to get somebody to go with me to get the money. Um, but then my brother informed me what a horrible idea that was, as when you show up to somebody's house, they're at home and you're not. Good point. So I had the second story for you. I have a gentleman I went to college with. I was a very, very, very good friends with him. Um, and like we kind of lost touch, but it was like 2004, you know, 2003, 2004, like somewhere in that, like it was at a time when losing touch was a lot easier than it is now. Right. So anyway, I had lost touch with him. And then in 04, we caught back up and he gave me kind of this long, like I don't want to call it a sob story, but like the story involved like him getting charged with, I want to say it was a rape charge, but he beat it, but spent all his money on the lawyer. And then he had a girl and he got her pregnant and she had the baby, and then the baby died, and it was all this stuff. It was a long time, you know, all this. And we had caught up, and I was like, damn, you know, we got back in touch. That was good. Next time he calls me, about a week later, tells me he needs to borrow 180 bucks. I don't ask him why. I happen to have the money. Um, I sent it to him. Maybe a week after that, he asked me for my account number so that he could deposit it. And then I never heard from him again, ever. And so we're like 
nine, ten years later, and I haven't heard from him, and he turns up on Facebook. Like, he turns up on the, uh, the what you call it, uh, the Facebook Messenger. And I don't remember if I hit him up or he hit me up. I can't remember, like, like how the exchange started. But I know that in the course of the exchange, I said something to the effect of, you know, something like long time, no see. He's like, yeah, a lot's gone on. And he's like, yeah. Um, yeah, he says, you know, a lot has gone on since I talked to you last. I was like, yeah, a lot of that went on with my money. Right? And he says to me, do you really think that the reason that you haven't heard from me is because of the money? Motherfucker, you told me you was going to put the money in my account and then I never heard from you again. Yes, I think I ain't heard from you because of the money. And he tells me, well, you have to know. I've given my life to Christ. And he told you, you ain't got to give me my money. When did that happen? Can I use that in court? Can I use that in court? Can I, can I like owe some people some money, like not pay my landlord? And then they come in there and I'll be like, hey, 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 wait a minute, everybody. Wait a minute, everybody. Hold on. Hold on. I'll have you know, I gave my life to Christ. Well, go talk to him and ask him if he can loan you $180. Since you gave him your whole life, he should be able to hit you with this $200. I think it's a fair question. Maybe passing the plate every Sunday. What for? If not, for you to pay back some of these people. Yeah. I've given my life to Christ. The other part is, he knows me, okay? Y'all know me, all right? Like most of y'all who are in here and in this chat room, you've been following me for a while, you know a little bit about my get down, okay? He knew a whole lot about my get down. Do you think that I am the person who is going to be impressed because you gave your life to Christ. Like, I'm not going to knock you for it, but I'm not about to be like, me too. Like, this is not the way to relate to me. Like, you want to relate to me, just be like, yo, man, I've been struggling. Or how about this one? I gave my life to Christ. I've been working at the church on the audio visual squad. And I just ain't had the money. That would have worked. I ain't had the money. I ain't know how to say nothing to you. I gave my life to Christ. What do you think I was going to say after that? Okay, cool. I guess you all square with the world now, huh? Like Jesus forgive your sins, right? Right, 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 right. That's the whole thing. I like, even give your sins. I ain't heard nothing about him forgiving your debts. Y'all let me know. I ain't read the Bible. Maybe, maybe there's a line. One of y'all got it? Because I sure, here, here's the thing I know. If there was a line in the Bible about how your debts were forgiven because you gave your life to Christ, I would know it. And you know why? Because like 20 people would have told me by now. 
right. People out here trying to manipulate that all the time. Like, there's folks out here that say that, uh, uh, what you call it, that Muslims don't do interest? No, 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 no. The Quran, I know this, the Quran says the usury is a problem. But no, 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 they okay with interest. They good with that. Pay it all back. Pay it all back. Appreciate the question. Let's see what we got here. Went in a barbershop last time on Saturday. Barber cuts hair and tells me to contact him so he can come to my house to cut my hair. Is this a good idea? Don't know him too well. What do you mean, is this a good idea? I don't know him too well. You just answered your own question. Hold up, Joel in the chat room. Oh, no man, anything. Romans 13, 8, King James Version. Clearly that ain't working because ain't nobody broke that out. Yeah, but you don't know the barber too well. Should I let him into my house? No, for a, a slew of reasons. The fact that he offered it to you, even though he don't know you, bad business. You <laughs> see, a barber gonna rob you and give you the corona. That that yeah, you it both could happen. Both could. Now your barber ain't gonna steal your stuff. I mean, obviously you're gonna be there, right? He's not gonna steal it right then. But he might add that Rona. And he might be going to somebody's house who got that Rona. That's what the issue is, man. You don't know who do and don't got that Rona. So you don't know who you can and cannot kick it with. But I feel bad for the barbers. I don't know where they're supposed to get this money from. But, like, if you was going to have your barber come to your crib, you're going to need to pay him enough money where you're like, yo, this is the only crib you come to. Let me see. We got anything else here? Nah, we good. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Evening Jones. We're going to try to do this thing every week, too. So, I mean, we ain't doing shit else. We're going to be here. Uh, my man, Lance Gilliam, handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Uh, remember, if you can't watch The Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the iTunes store. Subscribe to Stitcher Radio. Check us out at SoundCloud. We're also at the Google Play Store. And we'll talk to you guys in a few days. Take it easy. <laughs>